everyone thanks for joining us for another episode of oh my lord chris guess what i, I almost called it the splash page which is our oh, we, ha- we haven't our been the splash page for over like a, over a year yeah whoops brain fart all right oh, well, the collector <laughs> uh so, how you doing mike uh i'm doing pretty good it's uh there's been a lot of new shows that have been releasing on netflix and actually, a lot of them are documentaries that I've been watching this past week, which is kind of oh, really? nice. I mean, um, I was up early one morning. Obviously, there's not a lot on TV in the morning. So I was flipping through, and the Anna Nicole Smith documentary popped up. And I, I, happened, to, I happened to watch that. Have you, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet, no. Uh, quite honestly, for me, TV watching is, uh, this time of year, is very low priority because it's the wrap-up for the school year. So I'm writing report cards, doing uh, program planning, trying to get everything ready for the to be done and out of the classroom. So watching the TV has not been my high priority. I have a list of shows that you've told me that uh, other people have told me to watch. And this one is uh, the documentary is one that has popped up uh, quite a few times in conversation. He's actually quite the gong show. Oh, uh, Really? Oh, yeah. oh I, re- like, I remember all the more stories. Than you would- I, I remember the stories and the conversations back before she passed about the craziness of her life and what was going on. And I remember like seeing her uh, on TV and popping up and everything. She seemed like a very uh, interesting lady, to say the very least. Well, basically a lot of it is a lot of the stuff that went out into the media that she said was a lie because she had talked about how bad her family was. And trust me, if you watch, if you've seen the documentary, her dad's side of the family, absolutely horrid, but her mom really? and her had a good relationship, but she always played it up in the media. Like it was a super bad family atmosphere because that gets her more press than saying, Oh, I had a great mom. That's true. That's uh, that's quite interesting. I will definitely have to add it to my list. I know um, flipping through not that long ago, I watched the uh, Pam Anderson one, which I also thought was very, very well done and very, very good. Uh, did you watch that one? Yeah, that one. That one's once again how how much of a gong show a lot of these people actually yeah. have for a life. Yeah. Like celebrity and, seems really good on the on the external, but when you look at all the stuff that they have to deal with, that's when oh yeah, that's I, when stuff starts to fall apart. I I couldn't imagine, you know, um like going to these Comic Con events and seeing the lines up of people waiting to interact with these celebrities and sometimes the looks on their faces when they get uncomfortable because there is that obsessive fan or something they're talking about hits too close to home. Um, we, we forget that these are real people with real lives and real problems and they're amplified because they're constantly under the microscope of society. 
And and a lot of people just look at them, especially when they're getting autographs, they look at them as an autograph. They don't look at them as a human being, right? No, and I was just watching a little thing here as we are getting ready. I had a little show on here. Um, we, people, when a lot of celebrities, they don't mind giving the autographs out to people. Um, but some people get borderline um, obsessive and harassing, trying to track someone down, getting to autograph stuff. Uh, in all my experiences, whenever I've gotten an autograph from a celebrity, they always seem more willing to sign if you ask them to personalize it. Because if you per- they personalize it, they know it's for you. It's for a collection. They know you're a fan. When you don't ask them for the personalization, if you just say, hey, sign your name, nine times out of ten, somebody's going to put it up on eBay or some other auction and try and sell the thing. So they're not going to be as forthcoming to grant that service well i happen to remember a uh a certain celebrity that i know um personally that uh you got to meet after i i had gone to a comic-con um and for those of you who don't know that um one of my cousins or one of the cousins i'm related to is uh a decently big actor in hollywood and so we had gone to this Comic-Con and we had an incident with a limo where uh, the driver got lost and was trying to ask for us for directions and we didn't live in that city. And uh, one of the other actors that was with us was at a Comic-Con that you went to. And uh, what's that? I said, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Chris approached for the uh, autograph and Chris, I know that I think you had paid for the autograph, correct? Uh, yes, I did. And I actually, I believe I paid for three, three of them, four of them. I paid for four. And, uh, so Chris, Chris approaches this person and he, uh, he kind of drops the story about getting lost in Calgary and the guy, uh, the guy kind of was like, Oh, Oh, you know, Mike. Yeah. He actually, he actually referred to you as big Mike. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, like we don't charge family, so he, yeah, he gave me he gave me all the money back for the autographs, and I actually sat there with him for probably about fifteen minutes talking. He wanted to know well how you and I knew each other. He wanted to know how I got into uh, my fandom. Um, he asked me what I did for a living, and he was beyond fascinated that I'm a teacher. And he was asking me as many questions about my job as I asked him about his job. It was it was quite the experience, and it changed uh, it changed it, that dynamic. Yeah, because you're not just looking at, hey, look, this is a possible payday for me, right? I'm not just getting an autograph. And like you right. said, if you get it personalized, I mean, it basically devalues the the autograph to anybody outside of somebody with my name. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, hey, uh, I had it. Although there's a lot of people named Chris, so yeah. Well, I remember years uh, tracking our names on the most used names in the world, and you and I bounced back and forth in the top three for about six years there. What do you mean, um, like common name? Oh, no, but I also had it was uh, it was a different Comic Con, but a similar experience. I went up to another. Um, this one is a professional athlete, uh, and I went up to this uh, this individual, and I 
you can see you can see their face when they get to the point where like they become robot mode. And I was sitting and I was went up and I had my uh, my book that he had written and I had a photo and I started talking to him and I mentioned a fact that I said I, I don't know if you re- know or remember this individual, but years ago my uncle worked for your dad he kind of looked at me funny and I dropped the name of my uncle and he just kind of stopped, sat back, uh, looked at his uh, partner uh, that he was there signing with. And they just started telling me stories of my uncle. And it was like the switch went off. They went from going into that robot, robotic, sign your name, sign your name to actually carrying on a conversation and telling me stories about my uncle that I had never heard before that, my dad had never heard before. So it was really kind of fascinating. Yeah. And I, you know what? I, I've been in the green room backstage at the comic cons before. And, uh, you know, these guys are trying to pump themselves up because usually, I mean, you get, you sit there for what, an hour or two and you just get inundated with stories. And it's usually just, it's, Quite honestly, it's usually the same story from everybody. Like, or can you do this for me? Can you do this? Can you do this? Uh, but can at the same this? time, they also, yeah. At the same time, though, you hear the stories about those individuals who come up to them, who are like relay how important uh, that they their character or their portrayal of a character means to them. And they that that gives a different reaction as well. Like two examples, I went to uh, one that I met Brett Brett Spiner, who plays everybody who's a fan of Star Trek knows he plays Data. I'm not a fan he, of Star Trek, and I even know that. <laughs> and he was sitting at this table, and he was again robotic signing names, signing names. Everybody in front of me, Data's being uh, robotic. You're 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 kidding. I know, I know. It's quite <laughs> funny. He was sitting. He was just making like jokes and. People are going, oh, I love this episode of Star Trek where Dana did this. or Dana. And he's just kind of nodding. And I was with my sister, you know, Deb. And we, we walked up and we're standing there together. And we said, we absolutely loved you. And he kind of looked at us rolling his eyes and said, when you were in that movie with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, that, that out to sea. And if you're a fan of those two, it's like grumpy old men on a boat. And he literally stopped. And you could see his expression change. He was so excited to talk about something other than Star Trek. He gave us extra time in our conversation. And later, when I went to get a photo opportunity with him, he recognized me. And instead of, he just looked at me, his character in the show was called Gil Godwin. He said, let's give him a little Gil Godwin. And he like double thumb, double finger guns. And it was fantastic. That was such a, a cool, neat experience. And it, totally changed his way and i got to meet peter cullen the voice of optimus prime and when i went in and i was talking to him i talked about prime i talked about the importance of that character how you know it 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 meant something to me and i said i know it sounds silly i'm a 40 something year old man talking to you who did the voice of a talking truck and i said i'm getting emotional and mr cullen started to cry and he's wiping tears and he thanked me saying 
you know, he says, as much as it means to me, hearing these stories means that much to him. And it shows these people, like we said, they're, they're people, they're living their lives. This is their job. But, you know, they do get some appreciation and joy when we treat them like people and not like these objects or monkeys we expect to perform on a dime. Now, yeah. have you seen, um, well, actually, you, you went, you go to a lot more movies than I do because I don't get the time, but uh, you went and lot. saw Transformers. So no spoilers, but uh, yeah. how, what would you rate Transformers out of 10? Uh, this one, I would rate this one probably an eight. I would have given Bumblebee a nine, this one an eight, and then the entire Michael Bay series is probably about a seven. So this is one, in my opinion, this is one of the, next to the old 87 animated Transformers movies, this is probably one of the best ones that has been. And it's great. Like, I'm not a fan of, never been a fan of the beasts, like the Optimus, Optimus Primal and Cheetor, Rhinox. I've never been a Beast Machines or a Beast Wars fan. This movie gave me a whole new appreciation for that line of the Transformers. It was great. And no, there's no way I'm going to give any spoilers. Uh, but I did get, send you that two-word spoiler at the end of the movie yesterday when I walked out and I was kind of trying to imagine your reaction to when you read it. Yeah, it's... I did uh, I did really enjoy that, but I mean, it depends. Like, you haven't told me anything beyond that, so I don't know. Nope. I don't know who it was referring to. However, um, I do know that uh, the spoiler that you're talking about, hopefully it doesn't become part of that series and that it's, it's going to stay, like, it's going to remain mostly separate from the Transformers. I think it's the plans from what I'm seeing pop up online now that the movie's out, that it is going to stay a separate entity, but it's going to be established in this new Transformers trilogy they're developing. So Rise of the Beast is part one of a new trilogy. Uh, and this introduction, this little Easter egg, cameo, spoiler, whatever you want to call it, is going to have impact in the future Transformer movies, but it's also going to set up a franchise of its own. With this one character being the bridge. Nice. Yeah, and it was it was nothing nothing like earth shattering, nothing huge. It was just one little simple thing that I actually sat in the theater and went, holy shit. And the guy, the guy next to me just kind of gave me a funny stare, funny stare as I said it, but ah, it was great. And as a comic book pop culture fan of the eighties, I defy anybody, our generation to not have a reaction to that little simple thing. Now, taking a look at other stuff that we've got, uh, that that's kind of come out over the last couple of weeks, Tom Holland has announced that he is taking a brief acting hi- hiatus for about a year after that he's uh, filmed his Apple TV series, The Crowded Room. Okay. 
So it still remains to see what's going to happen to Spider-Man 4. We do know that it's going ahead, but he did announce he's taking about a year break. So now we're probably looking at two to three years before we see number four. And if we if we take a look at that, then you're going, well, is there still the possibility that they're going to have the other Spider-Man in it? Well, I think this new Spider-Man, I don't, I can't see it anywhere beyond pre-production and, and writing. So with the writer strike, it makes sense that it's kind of been done because I haven't heard a thing at all about uh, scripts, titles, anything. Just his little drop. So I'm assuming that's pre-production. Uh, stories I've heard for Venom Three, uh, that they're their production, I haven't heard if it's still on or not or where the script is, but there's rumors that Garfield is going to be a not as his version or that universe of Spider-Man. Again, we don't know, but I don't know. It's, I, I never expected to get a Spider-Man movie in the next few years anyway. So I'm kind of, I can see him wrapping up this project for Apple. He's working on taking the break until Spider-Man's ready. I can see that happening because Spidey will more than likely, if he's going to appear anytime, uh, it will be in maybe beyond the Spider-Verse. It will probably be in, uh, I can see him being in the Fantastic Four because he and Johnny Storm have such a good relationship in the books. And I can see him in the two Avengers movies, Secret Wars and Kang. Um, beyond that, well, I never expected to see it. He's going to come into Deadpool three because it'd be yeah, one of those things, Spider-Man and Deadpool. Um, I mean, they've been a great combination in the comic books. Yeah. Even, even if he had a cameo, but you know, that might be out of the, out of the realm of possibility now. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Spidey and the Deadpool, Tom Holland even said that he would be, he would love that. Who knows? Um, yeah, but now if we're talking about Deadpool three, um, you know, according to a source, Wolverine is not going to be the only cast member from the 2000s X-Men to appear in the upcoming Marvel movie. uh, Now I've heard different rumors. I've heard one of them is, uh, I can never say her name, right? Uh, she played Jean Grey, Famke Jansen. I've yeah. heard her name float around, and I've heard Patrick Stewart's name float around. Uh, I heard, so according to this report, Halle Berry and Jane Marston. And Jane Marston are also be rumored. So that's Storm, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Cyclops. Wow. And I know we are getting the um, Deadpool standbys for sure of Colossus and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warrior. Yeah. They're both coming. They're both confirmed to be back in it as well. So this source is also saying that it's uh, there's two other returning characters, stating that the fans are never going to guess who. Kelsey Grammer as Beast would be really cool. How about Jubilee? And Jubilee never really made a. a an appearance though. She kind of was in one of the, the reboots, like with the, uh, I can't remember if it was dark Phoenix or apocalypse. She kind of showed up there. Jubilee would be cool. The one that I don't think anybody would expect would be Ian McKellen's, um, Magneto. Magneto. 
Yeah. That would be, to me, that would be the, the oh shit moment if I saw him on the screen. Yeah. I don't know. It would be very neat to see some of these original X-Men actors come back and reprise their roles. I know some of them, the people who replaced them in the kind of rebooted X-Men universe, they did a fantastic job. But, you know, I was a fan of the original X-Men movies. Not the third one. No, not the third one. But X-Men and X2, they were they were good movies. And I liked the cast. I liked their decisions on who played the characters. I thought they were a good fit. One of the other rumors coming out is Deadpool 3. It could reunite that X-Force that, uh, well, pretty much they didn't they didn't get uh, really do a ton of work. No. Through blenders and electric, uh, like yeah. on the uh, power lines. That was one of the best blinking you miss it cameos ever that they got brad pitt to do that and you know uh, what he did it for a cup of coffee yeah <laughs> oh it's perfect i i'm looking forward to deadpool i know i haven't heard anybody else coming back i think the is it zazzy beats who played um domino i think yep. i've heard um, domino's domino's back What's his name? Uh, the guy, Rob. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. He, Pete, is it? Uh, oh, is Peter. it the guy who had, oh, Peter, the guy who had no powers. Yeah. yeah I did I hear he's, he's coming back. back in. I can't remember what the guy's real name is. It's Rob Delaney? I can't remember. I can't remember either. But yeah, yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was nice. I like that. It was a fun little character beat seeing him. <laughs> But yeah, because hold on, I was thinking they all died, but uh, he used that Cable's time jumper to go back and save them all, didn't he? Well, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm looking for whatever it is. Uh, the first two Deadpool movies were a great surprise. I really enjoyed them. This third one, um, yeah, I think it will live up to live up to their standards at the very least. I, well, I think it's going to be the tie-in because I, actually, if you think about it, uh, Deadpool was a Deadpool two is already a tie-in to the Marvel universe because no. remember when he goes, uh, he's like, it's just you here by yourself in this big house, and then oh like, yeah, open and they shut it, but and it's that all the was X-Men. that's true, but that was before that came out before Fox acquired the rights to the X Men. So it's still not really MCU connection yet, but he was tied to like the Fox, Mar- the the Fox universe. Yeah. Um. And speaking of cameos and people showing up, I did read an article that um, it is now rumored, and there's no denying of the rumor on the actor's part that a Fallen Avenger will be returning into uh, Marvel's Avengers Secret Wars. Really? Really. So, you know, it's very it, it's very promising. Who do you think it is? Well, if one Fallen Avenger shows up, I can see another one following in the coattails. So if it is uh, if it's Robert Downey Jr. coming back and we get to see him as Tony Stark again, you have to know 
that Chris Evans would step up and return as Captain America. Because Secret Wars pulls the characters, if it follows the comic book tie-in, it will pull the characters from different points throughout time and brings them to an, an arena for battle supremacy of which universe or which characters will live and which characters will die. So you have Is to Scarlett have Johansson already said she's not coming back. She's not. Okay. So I'm, and then, um, Thor, uh, Hemsworth, still is technically uh, around and involved in the MCU. So it's got to be, it's got to be uh, Evans or uh, RDJ. Despite what it is, it's still like three, four, three years away, four years away. If yeah. the writer strike has anything to do with it, but I'm hyped. I am excited to see if we can see them back as those characters that they've made iconic, I will be very happy. It, it, it might be something that they're going to have to do because DC, especially with this new flash movie coming up, I think we talked about it last time on the podcast is that, yeah, it's, they're, uh, there's, they're kind of standing to, uh, start taking over the superhero world for, they uh, really are. because, because Marvel's kind of, let's be honest, shit the bed over the last couple of movies. And it's not yeah. like I didn't like Ant-Man, but I had you finally no... watched it? What's that? You finally watched it? And when it came free on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing that's drawing me to actually go out and see it. Um, no. Guardians, I did feel that pull. And I was glad I saw Guardians in the theater. It was, I think I said this before the previous episode too, that... Guardians 3 is one of – it is maybe my favorite of the Guardians movies. I think it maybe has edged out one. But I thought Guardians was phenomenal. Excuse me. But everything I've heard about Flash is that, you know, they're now showing – some Rotten Tomato reviews are coming up. They're showing actual, like – Reviewer reviews and fan reviews. I really haven't heard a negative thing about Flash. The Given only the thing that, that I the actor. Well, I did hear that he's not. He's not going to be really making any appearances. He's um, not allowed to make any press appearances. But I've is what I've read. Yeah, he's going he to is. the premieres, but he is not talking to anyone. Yeah, he's not allowed to do any press junkets. So. Yeah, but I heard the director say that he would be willing to work with him again, that he found him on set to be like great and fantastic worker on set and easy to work with. And I also heard the director comment that he has been tapped to be the director for Brat- Batman Brave and the Bold. Nice. So, I don't know, it would be nice to... Uh, be nice to see who our new Superman and Batman and are going to be. And if Brave and the Bold follows what they say it's going to follow, we are going to get our first young actor playing Robin. And it's going to be the Damian Wayne version of Robin. So we shall see. I personally, I would love to see Dick Grayson on screen, or I'd love to see the death of Jason Todd. Uh, Tim Drake, again, Fantastic, Rob. 
I'm going to miss out on seeing those portrayals, but it will be cool to see Damien. I really think so. Anything that you've been, like you you said you haven't been watching a lot of TV lately. Not um, a lot, no. No? No. I've been, no. Uh, as I do my report cards, I try to put I put on something brainless that I don't have to pay attention to. So I've been re-watching uh, The Toys That Made Us. Just having oh, it in the background. Awesome. So I've been watching that as I work. Um, uh, but I'm looking forward to having having time here in the summer to sit back, catch up on some of these shows, relax, uh, take a couple days or a week to myself before I even start considering looking at what I have to do for next year. Cause I got a curriculum change coming up. So I'm looking forward to having a week or so to just sit and enjoy and catch up on these things. And I've been really, um, hyped about uh some of these new storylines i've been reading in the comics i know um you would you would be enjoying the new spider-man run they've introduced a new teenage spider uh spider kid yeah. who is spider-man's sidekick from an alternate dimension and has appeared in like the 616 um i just got the newest version that newest issue with of that spider-man that i'm looking forward to going over dc has a big crossover event called the nightmares where it brings all the heroes' worst nightmares to life, like Superman going, like becoming evil and Batman being like a vampire type character. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that, those storylines are going to go and carry over. Um, the celebration of the Flash movie, the 800th issue of Flash just came out on Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to peeking through there, but yeah, it's going to be a, Good summer with these shows and these storylines and the comics and all the movies coming up. Um, I'm hyped. I am really looking forward to uh, doing an Indiana Jones rewatch before the new movie comes out, too. Have you seen anything on The Dial of Destiny? No, I haven't. Uh, the de-aging of Harrison Ford for some of the flashback scenes looks like they just cropped him out of old old Indiana Jones movies to bring him in. It looks really? so good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. After the last Indiana Jones movie, I was kind of, eh. But they say this one is, this one redeems us. Well, let's hope so. I hope so, too. Yeah, I have not heard any other news or rumors about what's going on. Uh, but I am looking forward to the fact that, yes, my schedule is going to be freed up, so... Hopefully that gives us time to do a few more of these episodes a little bit more frequently. And I will be down there in the city with you. So we might be able to get a few in person done. That was always an entertaining and fun change for us when we do it face to face. Correct me. They do have a Comic-Con coming up for Grand Prairie right away, right? Grand Prairie's Comic-Con is Grand Con, which is July 16th to 18th, I believe. Uh, if you are in the Grand Prairie area, the uh, tickets are on sale. The guest list is not huge. Uh, this is only their second uh, second convention. Uh, but we've got some good... The first one went fantastic. Lots of booths for people to see. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, it took place at the arena where our, like our WHL team plays, The Storm. 
Uh, it was full, both, and it's a double rink. Um, and both sides were full, were packed. Uh, there was, I believe, six guests uh, last year. There's still possible there's a few more coming this year, but we've got a lot more comic guests this year. There's uh, some uh, artists and writers for Batman, uh, Spider-Man, Flash. Um, there is... Did you ever watch the TV show Comic Book Men? No. So Comic Book Men was a show hosted by Kevin Smith about in his comic store. Excuse me. And one of his employees and friends, Ming Chen, he's coming here. Uh, and rumors that uh, Kevin Smith's podcast partner, Mark Bernardin, is also coming here. So people are all up in arms thinking, oh, does that mean Kevin Smith's going to come to Grand Prairie? It wouldn't I'm, be. I'm just uh, looking at the announcements right now. And yeah. uh, that means like one of the people coming is Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes, I'm excited to meet Brett. I have met Brett before. I'm excited to see him again. And for the Star Wars fans, the 501st Legion is going to be making their way there as well. Yes. And there was somebody else who has been in Walking Dead. Oh, ah, the, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he prays. He, yes, if you were, if you've seen uh, in Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame, uh, the actor who took over for Hugo Weaving to play the Red Skull, he is going to be here. Right. So that's going to be quite... And? Marquand, I believe is how you say it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he'll be here as well. And then I know the Edmonton Comic Con is coming up in the beginning of September as well. And I'm planning on going to the Edmonton Con as well. A uh, lot of Star Wars people showing up at that one. I believe we get uh, the uh, the armor and uh, Moff Gideon and the little girl who played Princess Leia in the Obi Wan series are scheduled for the Edmonton Con at this point. Carl so, Weathers is going to be there as well. Oh yeah! Last time I met Carl Weathers, I had him sign a uh, poster. Uh, Rocky versus Apollo Creed. Nice. <laughs> that was a neat one. So, no, if you're in the Grand Prairie area and during that time of uh, June 16th to 18th, uh, come check it out. It's at the Bonet Center, downtown Grand Prairie. Tickets are on sale. Uh, I am not involved in it in any way this year. Last year for our former podcast, I was there as media and I live streamed the event. I will be going there on my own just as a guest this year, but I will be live streaming through the collector's uh, Instagram page, the events as well as I can. Uh, it will be fun. It's a great event, and it brings a lot of attention to this uh, little town in northern Alberta that has had orange skies due to the fires, and you know we've kind of been on edge for the last few weeks with everything going on around here, but... We're kicking strong, so come check it out. Enjoy. Great to hear. That's all we got for this week, folks. We will see you next time. Have a good time, guys.